Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am Rafael Marquez Castaneda, a.k.a. Best Friends to all the best friends. <laughs> Did you just chuckle? <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> good. I am so glad to talk to you. I missed last week, so I miss every I miss this when I don't do it. And this week we have some amazing people on today. Uh, it's going to be a banner December because we've got all kinds of new people, fresh meat, as we were talking about. <laughs> Uh, that want to do this show. So it's super awesome. But on this show, we're going to talk about the Rob Hubel episode and the Garbage Fish, Allison's Mrs. Maisel Beef. I think I said that wrong. Allie Ward's Four O'Clock Salad. But first, let's introduce our two very special guests, the brewmaster themselves. <laughs> Paul. Welcome, Paul. Hey, how's it going? It's very good. <laughs> I feel like we... Okay, first of all, you've been on board with the show from the very beginning when it was GMO Patrol. Yeah, yeah, I think I think pretty sure from like episode one, I'm pretty sure. You've been a huge supporter, <laughs> and I feel like it's been a long time coming that we actually... I feel like I know you, and like we were talking before we were recording, it's like, okay, we've actually never talked before, but I feel like I know you, and I'm so glad that you're finally on. Yeah, I'm excited. This is cool. Awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, sure. Okay. Um, well, um, I'm originally from uh, California, like right near where Allison was born in a town called Berkeley. And um, right now I live in Maryland on the East Coast. And uh, I'm now a home brewer, mostly thanks to my Twitter hero, Brews by Don, because I was really into home brewing and like read a bunch of books on it and I just never had the impetus to start brewing. And then, you know, listening to the show and, and interacting with people on Twitter... There's this guy out there that's home brewing and like posting all these pictures of, of, the, of the brews he's making. And I was like, you know, what? I should really just start doing that. So I just got a kit together and started, you know, really small kits, uh, one gallon kits. And then before I knew it, I was making six, seven gallons of all grain. And yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> well, if there was only some way that you could thank him. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, wait. Who else do we have? Bruce by Don. How I, I can't believe we have you on. Welcome. I, I can't either, actually. <laughs> Before I, I ask you how, how you are and a little bit about yourself, let me commemorate sure. this moment with one of your... Oh, hey. With oh, one yeah. of your beers that, that you right. d- delivered to me yourself, and I get Which to one? drink it while I talk to you. Which one was it? Oh, the dry stout. I think oh, that's one of my favorite. Well, yeah. stout quarters are my yeah. favorite, so so good. That turned out really well. It's delicious. Well, uh, I'm glad that, I, once again, I did feel like I knew you before I actually met you. And you've been part of, almost part of this show from the very beginning. You were one of the original people that Brienne asked to be on the GMO Patrol. Yes, I don't know how many people true. know this. Yeah, I just could not commit to the time. And, uh, I, you know, I've been kind of reluctant to do it. But, you know, here I am. Lots of encouragement from people on Twitter saying, you know, you should do this. So... I decided, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. The people have spoken. They wanted Paul. They wanted Bruce by Don. It's, <laughs> it's finally here. <laughs> um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Let's see. Also a home brewer. Uh, born and raised in the San Gabriel Valley. And um, an Allison fan since uh, she started with uh, Old Adam. And then uh, thankfully moved on to her own uh, show. So that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty cool. I, I don't know if people remember your original Twitter handle was just Don. Uh, yeah, it was actually um, what DPN zero one zero, and then just Don, and then who was it? Um, James Gunn on Allison's podcast it was a JMO, <laughs> and he said, "What a boring handle." <laughs> so, so well, you I showed said, him. Well, <laughs> I, said, I should fix that, I suppose. I didn't know I could. You did. 
Oh my gosh, I wish I could find that clip. That'd be amazing to hear it again because I've forgotten about that. And then Bruised by Dawn has gotten so much, <laughs> so much, so yeah, many conversations. Completely unintentional, but it has been uh, rather funny to hear the, the various uh, discussions about it. It has been. It's it's never boring. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a minor beef. Uh-oh. Uh, Shoot. And it's not that I don't, I've never had a Bruised by Dawn beer, but shout out to Paul for sending me a beer. But Hey, there you go. <laughs> my beef is with Bruised by Dawn for a different reason. Uh-oh. You're in California. You're willing to drive to deliver people beer, but I never have seen you at an Allison event. What gives? Uh, It's mostly a time commitment issue, I would say. From what I gather, those are multi-podcast sessions, what they have at the... What was the last one? Oh, podcast. Yeah. And I I just can't commit the time and that much money for one show. Eh, It's a little tight, so... That was a lot of money for one show. I was so yeah. mad that all the people that held out and didn't do things beforehand got they got uh, rewarded with a a smaller price tag to just see Allison. Oh, is that what finally happened? Yes, they opened it up to one day passes, and uh-huh. I thought, dang it, because I know Ray was was waiting to see if they were going to do that. Yeah, he he was rewarded. He was one of oh, them. Oh, good. He and Megan. good for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was worth it. It was still fun. But yeah, it is a lot of money. And it's it's something that I started saving up for, I think, maybe, well, I'll just tell you, it was like 27 weeks, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Once there was 27 weeks before, I thought, okay, I'm divided up between 27 weeks and start saving. Okay, that's a little bit That's different. That's a fantastic <laughs> commitment. You like that? <laughs> yeah, that's good. As soon as I got home from Twin Peaks Festival, I thought, okay, I've got 52 weeks. <laughs> And I've been sticking to it because, you know, you got to splurge sometimes. You know, and then it becomes completely manageable. It really does because yeah. by the time I, it comes to the point of it, I thought, God, I'd never be able to afford this if I just paid for it all right now. But somehow, you know, just make right. it happen. Yeah, you know. Same would thing be... um, with, Ske- with uh, Sketchfest because, of course, it being my birthday, I kind of could roll it into a gift as well. So right. it's like, all right, buy me tickets and stay home and watch the kids. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, all the cool stuff happens in California. Like nothing, nothing really comes out back east. <laughs> that is true. It, it, yeah, you know, except for the fires. Oh, that's true. Oh my god, how close are <laughs> right. the fires? By the way, Don. Uh, nothing near us at all. Okay, fortunately. Yeah. Well, shout out to all the people. Seriously, California goes from being yeah. on fire to almost bl- like blowing away. I feel like we're just going to blow away, and yeah, now there's yeah. more fires again. Just in time for the rains, and we'll have some nice um, floods and mudslides. Yeah. Yeah, never a dull moment. You guys should move here. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. My heart goes out to the people that are dealing with all of that all over again. It's just, ugh, God, it's horrible. Anyway, uh, shall we do a round of shout outs? How about, uh, Raphael, you go first. Shout out to all the first timers that we're having this month. It's great to hear new people on, so more people should come on. Shout out to my BFF, Megan. I was texting with her this morning because something comical happened, Allison-related. And um, shout out to Adriana. She's a, technically one of the new people, but I'm going to shout her out anyway. And that is all. Yes, I. it was nice to hear her. I'm glad that she was on, and, and I'm glad she's going to be on again this month. Paul? Actually, the, like, like everyone I wanted to shout out is kind of already here. Like, I was going to shout out. I didn't know Don was going to be on. I was going to shout out him because like, that's what... 
Like, you had asked him, I think, in Twitter, like, to be on the show, and then, like, I basically dared him to do it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the peer pressure finally got to me. Right. <laughs> so that's all I need is some strong-arming. Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. I, it's funny because I do usually think, okay, I need to shout out Paul, and you shout out Bruce Whitenon. Oh, wait, you guys are here. <laughs> Uh, Don, shout out. Shout out to everybody that, that kind of said, hey, you should do the podcast. So I, I appreciate that. And, and that's one of the big reasons I'm here. But also just uh, to Kelly, uh, Satchels of Gold, for her Wendy meme post this week. <laughs> yes. Which was never gamble on a fart, which was fantastic. <laughs> that was really good. Wow. She got a, a carb shout out last week and now she's got the meme this week. Yes holding down the fort while I was at the old person concert. Uh, on one unrelated note, I was going to say, aside from Lisa, I'm drinking a, just a, you know, common beer, a blue moon mango wheat, but are bruised by Don or Paul drinking? Uh, yeah, I'm actually also drinking a porter that I made. Oh, good. Um, and this is the first, actually the first brew that I made that, um, actually was able to control the temperature accurately. Okay. Um, because I had a, had a friend that was uh, moving, that an old refrigerator that was actually in really good condition they didn't want. And uh, so I took it off their hands for basically for free just to move it. And I bought a little precision uh, uh, thermostat and was able to hold that beer at like 68 degrees for its entire time it was fermenting. Oh, it's so it actually tastes a lot different when it's like really, you know, holds really steady. <laughs> so cool. we need to have a road trip out to Maryland is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quick trip. I, I think. Yeah. Right. It's pretty quick. It's a pretty, it's you're there before you know it. Yeah. <laughs> before we start, I did want to shout out also to Trice and Adriana for being on last week. I loved hearing Adriana. She's got a great voice and she was sounded like she'd been doing it forever. And I think you nicknamed Trice Trizzy or Trizzly or T-Dizzle or something. I don't know. But I think you missed the opportunity of T-Bone. <laughs> there is no T-Bone. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Let's uh, talk about the Rob Hubel episode from Children's Hospital. And do you want to see a dead body? I always thought I watched Children's Hospital a little bit. And I thought, oh, he's funny. All those guys are funny. I feel like he and... And Allison need to have a show, not not Greg Fitzsimmons. I feel like they were really good together. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of people agreed on Facebook that this was like a really good Monday episode. And I think they did go really well together. And I agree. Fuck Greg. Let's get a show with Rock Hubel. <laughs> I want you to start that hashtag. <laughs> What's the hashtag? <laughs> Fuck Greg. You should have a podcast with Rock Hubel. <laughs> Oh, thanks to those 280 characters, I can finally write it. I know, that's really? a long hashtag. <laughs> you could probably have a couple of different hashtags all in yeah, the same really. tweet. I know. I thought it was a very uh, very good episode. They had re- really good chemistry. Do you guys remember Rob Hubel like, from like going to movies in like the mid-2000s as Inconsiderate Cell Phone Man? Oh, no. That do you remember familiar. that? No. Rafi, do you? Oh. No. Is that like from like a pre-movie like silence your cell phone thing? Yes, where oh, he no. was like he was like in different like uh, like settings. Like he was like in a courtroom and he's just like like on the witness stand talking on his cell phone the whole time. It's pretty great. That's okay, a pretty I great. Look job. this up. That's that. They're, they're pretty funny. I've seen it, and I just don't remember that it was him. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, he's kind of like any white dude. <laughs> no, he is totally like <laughs> and that. 
in that line, like on like while he's on the stand, I think he like yells out like just in the middle of the courtroom, "Marty, you're a joker!" And like <laughs> me and my wife would say that to each other all the time, just at random times. It's pretty great. That's funny. <laughs> uh, whenever my husband and I are in the movies, we're like, "Must miss," um, <laughs> because I can't get away from Seinfeld. Um, okay, I got to look that one up. So they talked a little bit about lying about the cuteness of a baby or maybe, (laughs) (laughs) you know, when you see a baby in public and you're kind of, the social cues are you're supposed to say cute puppy, you're supposed to say cute cute baby. And whenever I see a dog, I just kind of like try and make a real wide circle around it because I'm like, oh, I don't know if that thing's going to bite me. I don't know. And um, babies, I will pretend to think they're cute even if they're not. (laughs) But mostly just so I don't have to make eye contact with the parents. But I love the the fact that Rob's like, you better look at my cute baby or you're an asshole or whatever. I know. I was thinking what he was saying that is, I'm the asshole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I bet Raphael is too. You know, I now I'll just say that baby is breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just, just talk about Seinfeld? Let's just, <laughs> just Seinfeld quotes. <laughs> We should do a drinking, a Seinfeld drinking game. Every time we mention Seinfeld or there's a reference, you do a shot. Okay. Starting next show? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everyone has to join in. I want. Let's go around. What's your favorite baby animal? I know, I realize this is a sausage and brew fest, but you may still have, you know, si- uh, sensitive <laughs> sides like Rob does. Uh, Paul? Oh, man. Favorite baby animal. I don't know. Have you ever seen like um, like a bush baby? That's a pretty cute animal. They're it's, even fully grown. They're pretty. They're pretty cute. Um, I have not seen one, but it sounds really cute. Goats, probably goats. Oh, those are pretty cute. Those are they pretty don't cute. sound cute, but they're very cute looking. They don't. Sound, they sound like they're <laughs> screaming, but they're yes. yeah. I'm like somebody's killing a baby. Oh, right. <laughs> Don, favorite uh, baby animal? It's definitely dogs. It's puppies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're, you can't get away from that. I mean, puppies no. are damn no. cute. That's right. Even though I want to... Ki- oh, wait. Uh, Raphael, <laughs> so I, I my, know your answer, actually. Well, my favorite animal is the red panda, and I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a baby one, so I'm Googling it right now, and they look like little red pandas. But I think the cutest baby animal I've actually seen is we had a cat that gave birth to, like, six or seven little kittens, and we just had these, like, tiny little mouth, like, straight out the oven, you know, like, tiny, tiny little kittens, and those were the fucking cutest. So I'm going to say, you know, mama cat oven. (laughs) Mama cat oven. Big old burly (laughs) oven. (laughs) Uh, And baby rats and baby possums are disgusting, hairless pieces of crap. Uh, I don't know (laughs) if he's ever seen these. They're straight up Berman, like yes. <laughs> straight up. Um, have any of you cried at a commercial or a song or there's something? <laughs> let's just take it. Let's we're showing the emo side of, of you guys. Um, before I had kids, like I saw the movie uh, Knocked Up. You see that movie, like you're like, well, what? That's like like what an experience to have a child and everything. I was like always wanted kids eventually, you know. And um, after after I had kids, and I saw that movie. Like, I'm watching it, and it's a totally different experience now, because you're like, oh, yeah, I remember what that was like when you're, like, preparing to have this kid. And then, like, as they're going through the, the birth scene, I'm, like, starting to have all these memories back from when, like, my daughter was born. And then, like, at the end of that movie, they show, like, all the, like, the people that were involved in the making of that movie as babies. Aww. And I just, I just lost it. Like, 
I like uncontrollably like ugly crying from that. <laughs> the other time that happened was uh, I took my kids to see the movie Lego Batman. Have you guys seen that movie yet? I have not seen it yet. Oh no! Okay. I guess I have. I've seen it. I love that movie. So yeah. So this is. I don't know why this happened, but like the song's called "Friends Are Family." Friends are family, you know. And um, just something about the lyrics in there. Just I'm like in the movie, in the middle of this movie theater with my kids, and the song is playing at like, the credits. And I'm like trying to hide the fact that I'm like rolling tears down my face. Like it just hit, it just struck me like something about that song. I don't know. <laughs> it was like Apparently the weirdest I asked feeling. The right person. <laughs> uh, I have what, no problem conveying my feelings. <laughs> I love that. I think that's awesome. It's like okay, let's let's have a moment. <laughs> uh, what about you, Don? What's interesting is that uh, I don't know if you ever listened to uh, Marin. And he's talking about being a bit older and, and the emotions being closer to the surface. I have found that to be true because I'm, I'm 54 and things did not used to affect me and now they do. So it's, it's kind of odd. But as far as um, specific things, I don't know if you've ever watched The Pacific the HBO series yes. on the, the war. And when Eugene is back and he's going out hunting with his father and, and breaks down because he just can't kill anymore, that one gets me. Yeah. So. Aw, I'm yeah. loving this. I have a feeling that <laughs> cold-hearted Rafi's not going to have an answer, but I'll go to you. Anyway. Probably not. <laughs> well, I feel just like Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know if I've told you this, but I've told people before that, like, before I was, like, super just shut down emotionally, like no emotions. But then like once somehow I started like peeling the layers off, then I got to like the tender core and now like I'll cry at a commercial, but I can't remember the last time I cried. It's been quite a while. Similar to Paul, once during a movie, uh, during Inside Out, I think it was, where there's like some imaginary character thing. Maybe I'm making this up. And it like jumps out of the cart to let the yeah to let her like so there's less weight so she can fly up to where she's going and he like sacrificed himself i think i cried in the theater with that and i was like with my guy friend so that was uh that was a good one so <laughs> let, let me ask you <laughs> rafi when you go to the movies with another guy do you guys sit one seat apart Oh no! I sat right next to him. Yeah, I hate that. I will not. I will not. I will sit right. If I do did that to me, I would sit right next to him. I'm like, I'm not doing that game. No buffer. No. Why? I know. What are you scared of? Seriously. I'm yeah. gonna put my hand over in your popcorn bowl. <laughs> I can't, let's see. What makes me cry? It's usually something like I'm a sucker for when they have like those time lapse where you'll show like a baby and then it grows up to be an adult and leaving home and all that. Oh, yeah. I, I do. I will get weepy when that happens, but in general, leaving home and in their Subaru <laughs> that they passed down <laughs> the old tube. Yeah. I no. I, I have a hard time crying. I did tell Rafi over the, you know, after my old, per, actually during my old person concert, I almost <sighs> cried. It was so great to see Dwight Yoakam. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but uh afterwards i actually did cry but that was a whole different uh reason and it was funny because i was just sitting and talking with friends and I'm, tears were just coming down i'm like this is awesome i finally have some feelings but i don't know where they're from do you guys remember that that old uh, i think it was a golden book called um are you my mother about that yes. bird that like oh my gosh so i would read that book with my mom when i was like a little kid and like now my kids have it and like i can't get through that book now <laughs> like, <laughs> that is 
darling. Is that the, like, the lion and the bird, or is it just the? It's like the a bird, bird is just like, going ask, asking if you're my mom. Yeah, and like eventually he goes. I remember that he goes to like a, like a steam shovel and like asks the steam <laughs> shovel if it's his mother. Like, it's like a weird. It's a weird. He asks a cow. I think like it's a it's a very good book, but now it's like oh man, it's hard to read. <laughs> wow, we really tapped into some things here. I'm liking this. Uh, do Don, you have kids, right? Uh, I have a stepson. Okay, you have a stepson. Okay, so you have one. And Paul, how many kids do you have? I have two. Okay. Two kids, yep. So was that on purpose? What are, you, what are your thoughts on... I know Allison wants to have a second child, but she doesn't want to be pregnant or have to go through the whole process of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't sound like Daniel does either, which, by the way, I'm still available for hire. But uh, <laughs> where, what were your what was your thought process or was it just, you know, or was there one? Yeah, like I think we had we had our daughter first, and um, even even then, like you know, Rob Rob people have talked about them. They're like, how like you think it'd be super easy, like when you're ready to get pregnant, it's gonna be super easy, and it is not. Like for some reason, like when you're like, I think my wife and I were like, well, we won't, we won't try to have a kid, but we won't not try, basically. And like after a while, they were like, okay, let's actually try to have kids. <laughs> and like eventually, I mean, it just seemed like it took a long time, but then eventually. Um, yeah, we had our first kid, and then I think we just sort of, like, thought of the same thing. Like, let's just see, you know, how it goes. Let's, maybe, you know, we'll have another kid. And I think we – my son was born about two years later. And it was, like, just one of those things where, um, yeah, we kind of didn't plan it, but we did not plan it. I think that's the best – that is the best way if you have the uh, – if you have the time on your hands to do that and you're prepared and you're ready. You want to have kids. She wants to have kids. I feel sure. like that's the coolest and most comfortable way to just – Hey, let's just let life, you know, show lead us the way, I guess. For us, too, it wasn't, like, I, I personally don't think, like, I ever was ever at a spot where I was like, okay, now I'm ready to have kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's always, I always felt, like, slightly unprepared for it, you know? But, I don't know, when it happens, like, I remember leading up to it feeling, like, super like, unprepared. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do <laughs> about <laughs> yeah. having a kid, even though, like, I had obviously opted into this, right? Right. But um, I don't know, like, as soon as the kid's born, like, I think if you want to be a parent, like, something just sort of clicks over and you're like, you just wanted to do it, you know? Yeah, I think there's no preparing you for any of it. You can have all of your ducks in a row and still it's nothing like you expect it's going to be. Right. But as long as you're mentally ready and wanting to be a parent and whatever comes at you, great, then you're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, like, also, like, your second kid, like... For us, the second kid was, like, more work, but it felt easier. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, you kind of were already prepared. You kind of already knew what to expect because you'd already, like, gone through it once. Yep. I, I had a, a guy I worked with one time that had three daughters, and he was, like, the first kid is super tough because it's a really big change to your life and, and all that stuff. The second kid is a little easier because you're more prepared. The third kid I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. He was, like, <laughs> he was, like... Once you have three kids, you can just grab two of them and hope the other one doesn't cause much damage. Yes, because three, you're outnumbered. If yes. you're lucky and you have a partner that helps out, you, you're two, you know, two to two, you're okay. But when you have that third... Right, now you're outnumbered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to have so many, so many kids until I started having them. I thought, okay, this is a lot different than being a nanny or, you know, whatever. Yeah. We but, we have we have the two kids now, a boy and a girl, and we're done. Like I'm, I'm, they're perfect. Like we don't need to add anymore. <laughs> we we figure like we've re we've like trained our replacements. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, 
<laughs> we're training our replacements right now. So we won't like change the overall population at all. But yeah, to us two is great. Replacements then, are, are, are a good way of looking at it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's times where like, I see like Allison's baby and I think like, Oh man, I miss, I miss like little babies. I miss like, I miss that. But then I also know like, um, not getting any sleep and the constantly changing diapers all the time does kind of wear you down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The sleep deprivation was the hardest for me. Yeah. I didn't mind the diapers as much. And I had two that were in diapers for a while because my kids were very close in age. And then I was watching two kids. So I, a lot of times was just changing diapers all day or yeah. putting someone down for a nap or feeding somebody. But, but, but I got part. Yes. But, but that being said, I've never been happier to not sleep. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like I've never been like willingly to not sleep. Like it's like the best reason to not sleep. You know what I mean? That's very true. Well, you have a good perspective. <laughs> I, I'm not a lot of... <laughs> I do now. I do now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? My husband got baby fever not that long ago. And I thought, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm a little long in the tooth for all of that. But uh, I guess we could maybe go for it. <laughs> I mean, our, our last house we had was 950 square feet, and it was the mm. four of us, and we made it work. Now we have That's a bigger... You know, it was. And, yeah. and then we thought, well, we want more kids, but our house is too small. Then by the time we moved into a house that's much bigger, we were... You know, the kids were already five and six or something, or four and five, mm. and it's just, eh, that's a lot. You know, it's yeah. going back in time, but once I started taking care of uh, my friend's baby and... She was six months old when I started watching her. It made me miss all of that all over again, especially now yeah. that she's two. She's just, she's awesome. She's so much fun. I mean, she's a little crank butt. That's what, that's her nickname over here. But not to me. She's just to everybody else. She's just very, you know, she's just, she's kind of like an only child at our house because, you know, she gets kind of spoiled here. <laughs> but, and, but the kids still love her, even though she's kind of a little stinker, but. I mean, I do miss it, but it's nice that I only have her two days a week and I get my fix and then she's off on her way. But yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's a pretty good way to do it. <laughs> it is. But then it's like, okay, I need to get in and take care of Elliot because he needs to get used to me and she needs to see that I will love him, you know, and <laughs> I take it seriously. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of other things I take seriously, they, they mentioned the game match game and... If the, what they talked about in the Thursday show with time travel being an, a thing, that would be one of my frivolous time travel things is to go back in time and go on the match game. <laughs> Have any of you seen this show? Or oh, is yes. Brittany the only one laughing at me right no, now? No, no, no. I mean, talk about uh, everybody was completely drunk yes. a lot of the time. It was hilarious. Charles Nelson Riley is my oh. hero. Like, I want to be, be at a pool party at his house in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Everything about that show—it was just—I uh, loved it. Yeah. Oh, and what was the uh, what was the host name? Gene or oh, yes. they're all named Gene, yep. aren't they? And he'd always lick his lips when he would pretend to be the old man voice. Like, yeah. Oh, yep. He was so disgusting. He was like a Skeletor. <laughs> He's so gross. Oh, I love that show. And they tried to redo it two times. It's just no. Yeah, it's a classic. You can't mess with it. Right. I don't know where I was going to go with that. I, <laughs> I just had to slip that in because fucking match game. Well, I'm glad it came up. I don't even know why he was talking about it. Why was he even talking about it? I don't remember. I didn't uh, I didn't make notes. <laughs> You're all, I didn't make notes of match game. That's uh, just you. I didn't remember that. I'm glad that came up because I was, you know, I was cheering about that when I was on the road listening <laughs> yes. to the podcast. 
When I'm at my friend's house at, on vacation, we either watch Seinfeld all day or we'll watch Match Game. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, did you think that it was sort of ironic that when Rob asked Allison who her best friend was, she couldn't really come up with something right away? I'm like, Allison Rose is your new best friend. She didn't have one right off the bat. She was kind of – she's in limbo, it, it seems. Yeah, but that's such a loaded question. It's true. That is true, especially when you're going public with it where right. you think, well, maybe – I don't know. I've had people tell me that I was their best friend. I'm like, I just met you. I don't know. What are you talking about? Do you think that no one in my life else matters? This is very strange. <laughs> like to proclaim it is very strange. But then you usually just kind of know, I guess. I don't know if I even have one. I can't really say I do. Oh, my God. I'm horrible. It is, it is kind of a thing that, like, young, like, kids say, right? They have, like, best so. friends. Like, adults don't. I am a person that does have, like, best friends. Or people <laughs> tell tell them are my best friend. Like, refer to them as that, which is probably super childish. <laughs> I think that's sweet, though, because it's, it is actually endearing. I think people that find it uh, anything negative about it, they'd probably be like, well, I just wish I could say that about somebody, you know? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I think I have a lot of good friends. I just don't know if I have a best friend. I think when, especially for me, once I had kids, I, I was so closed off yeah. to everybody in my life that even my closest friends that I think that I love so much, I think, God, I don't, do I even know them anymore? Because I don't see them or talk to them as much anymore. And all I see of them is maybe on Facebook or, you know, I mean, I talk to you guys all more than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Life. you know my kids are really my closest friends right now i guess but i friend wouldn't be the word but they're the, the people that i spend most of my time with right but yeah but that does get tough like i know like for a long period of time like just i was the the person in our house that was that was working and like so i would go away for the day and then come back and like the only thing my wife has done is like talk to like a two-year-old and a four-year-old you know right and, like so <laughs> So she just wants to sit down and have like a decent human conversation for a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like now it's a lot better. Like we 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 were able to to both like work now. So um, she definitely has some friends outside of outside of the house, which is super important. <laughs> it is, and my husband's always pushing me. You know, you need to make you know go hang out with this person or that person. And I think, yeah, it's just it's sometimes it's just hard to get. A lot of my friends that don't have kids, their schedule is so different. Like, their nights start yeah. at 10 o'clock at night. And for me to drive somewhere late, it's just to go start my night at 10 o'clock at night is just so outside of... I'm like, do I need to get a hotel room? I mean, I don't even yeah. know how that works anymore. <laughs> I don't, it just, it's outside of my... I can do brunch. Luckily, my alcoholic friends, we can do brunch. So I'm like, okay, they'll be late, but at least they'll be there and it'll be daytime and I'll already be drunk by the time <laughs> they get there. But, uh, but yeah, and then a lot of my friends moving out. My, I guess my best friend in high school, I still talk to her and she's in North Carolina now and I haven't seen her for a couple of years. So I guess I would consider her my best friend, but I don't even talk to her that much. I just talked to her for the first time the other day. And of course, it's just, we're back to just exactly how we were, but, but still, I don't know. These damn kids <laughs> get yeah, in my social life. I mean, it's hard. It's like you, especially you have like, I have friends like from, from high school that I haven't talked to in years. It's just hard to be like, your lives go in different directions. And it's just hard to like, keep that up. If you're not like constantly interacting with someone, you know? True. And yes. You know, they even started talking about, you know, maybe reconnecting with people through Facebook, which is such a different thing 
than, you know, generations before us where it's just, you just lose touch with someone. You probably never see them until you hear of their death notice through <laughs> something or like a high school reunion or something, maybe 20 years later. But Yeah, you're reading an obit. I knew that guy. <laughs> you're like, we held him, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but so with Facebook, it's like you have these options to have people that you haven't talked to. This just happened to me last week. I think somebody from 20 years ago just happened to message me and he was one of my good, he was really one of my closest friends and we were such good buddies. He was such a cool person and we just, you know, lost touch. And it was really cool to kind of reconnect with him because it brought back so many memories of that time that I kind of forgotten about. So we, it was literally all day of us messaging back and forth and remembering things and laughing. And it was just, it was just really cool to see what he's, you know, and if you're listening, Brandon, shout out to you, but it was just, it was really neat. But then there's the other side of it where Rob was saying where maybe you, you see someone and you see all their political stuff and you're like, yeah, I'm good. I think even Allison was saying that about one of her old friends. Yeah. That is like, that is having to be like, I'm, I have a Facebook account, but I'm not really as of late, like really into that because, um, that happens a lot. You're like, oh wow, that guy that uh, we were, I was such good friends with, is now a real piece of shit. <laughs> it turns out, you know, and like, and it, it is, it is weird that, that happens. You're like, I don't know, like, what happened to that dude. Like, used to come over to my house and like play like Nintendo. Like, and now, now you're a total piece of shit on Facebook. I don't know how that works. Well, but, if, like, you know, I hate Facebook, but if you are on there and you want to be part of the Best Friends Fancast Facebook group, it's actually really a nice, peaceful, fun place to be. I'll probably, I'll probably look it up. I'll probably get into it. We're going to force you to do everything is what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> our number, actually, our number's at 69. Maybe we need to hold there. Is that what we need to do, Ruffy? <laughs> I think <Nice>. so. <laughs> Ruffy, did you remember that Allison had this best friend, Trevor? This sounds kind of fami- familiar, but does she ever talk about him? Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, he was on one episode was on he? a Thursday show, but I could be wrong. I thought, oh, we need to have him on here. We need to get the dirt. <laughs> you know, I was thinking she might say some of the other people that we know of, like Yami or Dustin, but, or even, I thought she might even say Jenna, but it was someone we did not even think of, her sister, right? Is that who she said? Yeah, yes. kind, kind of. She kind of, um, my sister? <laughs> Oh, and then, oh, yeah, then she said Trevor. Yeah, okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Um, Did you notice terrible. there was a, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of uh, shit talk towards her sister in the last couple of weeks? Or is it just, <laughs> she seems a little maybe tense in that area. Maybe a bit. Okay. Her nephew sounds like a nightmare. Okay. Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, before we move on to Thursday, I had one quick last thing kind of yes. going back to the, uh, cute babies and puppies and whatnot. Oh, I thought for so, sure you were going to talk about match game. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, the, didn't the host like event, like occasionally kiss the contestants? No, that was Dickie Dawson, baby. Family, oh, family, family feud. Family feud. <laughs> Good yeah. answer. Good answer. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. So... Uh, <laughs> okay, if I could go back in time and get kissed by Dickie Dawson also, I'll do that. Okay. Go ahead. So... Allison mentioned that a longtime fan uh, brought up that once she ranked puppies cuter than oh, yes, right. And I believe that was Megan, and she told me that she 
she heard it somewhere, but she couldn't remember. She thinks it was on the show. So I went back and listened from the beginning to every single episode. And I think it took like a month and a half. And I was like listening to like, I don't know, three episodes a day, probably on like two times speed. And I finally found the clip and I sent, I just like sent it to Megan. She probably already forgot about it. I just like sent her download this episode, go to this time code. And there, there it was. She said, puppies, ducklings, babies. And I just wanted to bring that up because like I mentioned before, that was when I was putting in work, you know, trying to prove myself as like an Allison fan. I don't think I would do that now. No, now you're just like, <laughs> I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> so that's dirt. Yeah, I don't put any work in during the show. <laughs> you had to make sure it wasn't one of those like Berenstain, Berenstain Bears situations. <laughs> yeah, oh, the Mandela. You know what? That is Right, is it really a Mandela effect? <laughs> that would have been funny. I have some thoughts on that totally... later for the third episode. <laughs> three totally different animals. Like, what? She never said ducklings ever. <laughs> By the way, ducklings are kind of beady-eyed. But I don't know why I felt like so I didn't say that. Do you think chicks are cuter than ducklings? Um, yeah. Also, yeah. after owning both, duck, ducks are little pieces of shit. And... They just shit everywhere, and they're just pieces of shit. And they have beady eyes, and they're not warm. Like chicks will follow you around. Well, the ducks did too, I guess. God, Crossing have a lot of ducks hatred. off the pet list. <laughs> also, according to a according to a Google spreadsheet I found today, ducks cannot fart. What? A Google? <laughs> they don't spreadsheet. fart. <laughs> yeah, someone has compiled a Google spreadsheet of do it fart, do it puke, and do it sneeze. It's all on the same spreadsheet. <laughs> Was this you who com- who made this? No, surprisingly, like I I listened. I was that was again from the Thursday show, but like <laughs> I I listened to that and then uh, just googled it, and then I I found a link to a Google document that someone was making, and there's Stop. several species of animals on there, uh, including cockroaches. That incidentally, that cockroaches can fart. What? Yeah, cockroaches fart. Oh my god, I want to hear a cockroach fart. <laughs> I, I didn't say they were audible. It just said that they, it, it's, no. it's possible they could do it. I'll listen closely. <laughs> so I don't know if you listen to ologies. She had the ornithologist on. Is that the bird one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they were talking about something about this, something about their buttholes. But <laughs> clearly I listened yeah. intently. <laughs> they have cloacas. They have like a one-stop yes. shop for, right. for sex, poop, and pee. They have one spot. See, yep. I always thought it was just the poop and pee. I didn't realize it was a one-stop shop. Yep. Okay. I always call it the, the three hole because it's, it's, you know, one plus two. <laughs> uh, I love it that I could just crack myself right up. Well, never think about birds the same way. <laughs> the three hole. Three hole. <laughs> I, I guess you should not look up duck penises. No. Oh, yeah, not unless you want to sleep tonight. God. <laughs> <laughs> They're spirals. What? Oh my god, they corkscrew? Yeah. Literally? Mm-hmm. Like, just like a corkscrew pasta. Oh no. A fusilli? Exactly. Why don't we take a moment for Colonel's Colonel's? I think we're going to be friends. Does this sock smell like chloroform to you? Sternly advised to keep our pants on while we're working. I'm installing it right now. I love it. 
cat food. I love Del Taco. A little planning for the future that makes me feel a little less disgusted with myself for having done it, which is (laughs) you can stuff two of those. Sometimes it's not slippery when wet. Well, okay. supposedly, if you fall into a black hole, pull my hoof. I think the number of people that have a problem with a hug is probably pretty small. Wow, thanks, Jeff. I didn't know you were such a passionate guy. And that was Colonel's Colonel's. Okay, let's let's move on to Thursday because we'll get to the front butts and the and the poo canteen and all that. So this could be a segue, but let's let's just uh, go on to Thursday. We were her little salt and vinegar chips sent in by Lisa Nero, or is it Liza? I forgot. I think I said Lisa. Lisa Nero on Patreon. So I love that she's giving people shout outs. I think it's so much fun to do this on Patreon. And I don't know, Rafi, if you saw my carb that I sent in and I thought for sure she was going to pick it. (laughs) Maybe it's just because I loved it so much. (laughs) It's the black and white cookies. I did not see that, but it makes sense that you would suggest that. (laughs) Thanks. You're all, let's see if it's Twin Peaks related or Seinfeld related. Cool. So next week I'll, I'll submit Marble Rye. We'll see what happens. Oh. So she announced, announced, <laughs> she announced, uh, Sketchfest, Matt Nathanson and Janine Garofalo. That's going to be a weird, a weird show c- considering that it's usually the Thursday show is a panel and then Monday show is just an interview one-on-one. So this is going to be very different for Allison. I'm kind of excited about it. And Ruffy, you're the only other one that's going, right? Out of us? Rachel's going. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, us of, here? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Unless Bruised by Dawn wants to, you know, make a trip. <laughs> it's a $100 ticket to get there, and her show's 20 But And we're also, also, there's going to be an Allison People real, what is it, real world house going on where everybody stays so that's going to be a lot of fun too that would be pretty rad at some point we have to go to the uh the hotel where they had the california asshole yes i think that megan and demian have gone there so far so we'll have to go there not that i want to drink one but i will definitely go there okay so they talked about their little janine garofalo story which was a kind of a harrowing little story but I never really thought about that there could be an active serial killer. You just think that there, you don't think of it in like active. <laughs> right. In my, in my mind, it's just something you see in a movie or it happens somewhere, but I never think of it. It's happening right now as we speak. That's scary. They're like, they're like volcanoes, right? They're like dormant and then suddenly they're <laughs> <Yes>. not. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Oh, volcanoes! Yeah, Lisa, also, go ahead. I was gonna say that's uh, volcanoes is also an episode of Ologies. It's pretty yes, good. Vol- I, Volcanology. Yeah, that was excellent. Heard yeah. that one, and that was really good. And that was the one where I decided I never wanted to go to a hot spring. And who was it that said, "Where did you think it came from?" Was it Toby or <laughs> who was on? I forgot. Someone called me out there like, "Where did you think oh, that they came from?" <laughs> yeah, that was Toby. Yeah, shout out Toby. What were you gonna say, Ruffy? Oh, I was just going to make another Seinfeld reference so we could just move on. <laughs> no, let's let's uh let's go back. Actually, let's also mention James Leroy Wilson. May, he may be an active serial killer as we speak. <laughs> I'm so mean. Is it crazy Joe Davola? Wait, who are you going to say? I want to know. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was just going to say um watch out for the lopper. What would what would your serial killer name be? Ooh, I probably would be the Lopper. Lisa Lopper. <laughs> 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 I'm on the corner of first and first. 
Um, I don't know what. Okay, come back to me, Rafi. What would yours be? Uh, oh, the, gar- the garbage no Mexican. Oh, you be I, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to talk about the garbage Italian, and I realized that probably sounded racist coming from me. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> it's well, on brand. Yeah, it is. What would yours be, Rafi? I have no idea. I just thought of that while you were talking. I just thought of the lopper, and I was like, huh. huh. I don't know. I don't know at all. Do either of you other dudes have dudes? <laughs> I've, I've never given it any thought. Serial <laughs> uh, killer names, like a, anybody? I think, well, yeah, like a, as long as you haven't you know, figured out a name, I think you're safe from becoming one. So. Oh, right. Yeah. The fermenter. He brews more than just... Yeah, <laughs> just think, that would be rad. A tool that's used in brewing that you could clobber someone with. Ooh, yeah. Oh, a mash paddle. Oh, there you go. Hey. All right. Mash paddle, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something that had nothing to do with, with brewing, but bungholes. Because that's a wine thing, but I'm like, but I just wanted to say bungholes. <laughs> I mean, if you're cask aging beer, you definitely use a bungholes. Yeah. Well, yep. see, there you go. I knew that the whole time, actually. <laughs> Damn it, Don, I forgot to bring you the whiskey that we made in our folk art or rum next time. Okay. All right. Sorry. Total side note. All right. So, little <laughs> Rafi, apparently your love of Allie Ward probably grew stronger this week because she is a garbage Italian and she eats garbage food. Oh, my God. Yes. You know, <laughs> I like George Costanza. I won't, like, literally eat from the trash, mm. but, uh, yeah, I will leave a pizza out. I actually ate a piece of pizza that was left out overnight uh, a couple days ago, and guess what? I'm still alive. She's she's really, winning I don't know what over. I'm trying to say. Sorry. Yeah, sure. She's winning she's your winning heart? Over. Yeah. How that's many, what I meant. How many roaches that, do you so think farted like on that, that pizza, Rafi? Uh, you know, are they really farting, or is it like a hissing cockroach thing? Because well, I just listened to the Ologies episode with the bug person, and they were talking about hissing cockroaches, and I was thinking, maybe that's what this person thinks a fart was. It could be. It could be. Well, you're going to have to look it up, Rafi. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, ask Allie. There's your in. There you go. Oh, Hitting the DMs right now. Uh, slipping right in. <laughs> Speaking of bungholes, uh, I love that Allie decided she needed to cover up her iceberg lettuce consumption with some other more California, L.A. acceptable lettuces to go on top. Is it lettuce-i or lettuces? I don't know. But I imagine, I, I know Rafi doesn't go to the salad bar. Either of you two go to the salad bar? And do you have to trick the the cashier into thinking that you're no. healthier? <laughs> no, I I am kind of a garbage can. Like I have to admit, like listening to this, I enjoy both uh, tripe and calamari, <laughs> which I know is disgusting. But really, I, I, I was mean, kind of I was surprised by the dislike of calamari. I think it's it's really good. Yeah, me too. I like and it. Like Colonel Jeff was saying, as as long as it's fried or deep fried, it's it's good. It's fantastic. I think it's great. Just as sushi. Like, like, you uh, I haven't had it that way. Oh, it's delicious. Uh. And tripe is really good in the soup. It's delicious. I mean, it's technically not beef intestine, though, I don't think. But I think it's just made out of one of the four stomachs. But it's good. I like it. Have you had, like, a uh, pig intestine in, a like, a taco at a Mexican place? It's possible. I mean, usually, like, usually, like intestines and stuff in, in, in animals, I think, is used for, like, sausages, right? For the most part? Yeah, like, the casing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's possible I have. 
I do, I do enjoy a good lengua taco from time to time. <laughs> when you eat an intestine taco, does the whole insides come out when you take a bite? Or can you... <laughs> you know, it's it's very chewy, but yes. it's it's not like my go-to taco, but every now and then I'm like, I gotta, you know, keep up my, keep my stomach strength up so I don't fall ill to these, like, tiny, like, over night pizza germs you know <laughs> right it's it's a little fuzzy the, the texture's like a little fuzzy uh tripe Ooh. you know i have like little, little celia hairs or whatever pass <laughs> so you've had the you like the tongue tacos as, as well paul yeah it's not bad i, I don't mind it i'm what? like i will eat any any kind of food at least once or twice <laughs> see when i see the tongue all wrapped up at the market i'm like um i feel like i don't want to french kiss my food <laughs> you just you have to just get this mindset of like you're not eating the thing you think you're eating i guess mm. like that should be I was the name of the restaurant don't think right. about what you're eating just come on in I, I was in alaska one time in like a rural village in alaska and i ate uh boiled seal hearts oh. <laughs> in like a soup and it was surprisingly not bad at all if you didn't know it was seal hearts you would think it'd be pretty good i know i know it's... surprisingly not bad it's not a ringing endorsement <laughs> no it's I think it was just the one heart, but like it had oh. some organ meat, but like the meat in there, it, it tastes different. It's 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 a it's a pretty gamey meat, but um, not also, bad. I would eat it. Again. Also sounds good. Do they have an abundance of seal hearts or something? Um, no. They they uh, the island I was on, they they call them every once in a while. Like they take the um, the bachelor males and they um, they call them to like preserve the the rookery, like the mating area. So they have to kind of like, thin that out. They eat everything on that animal. Oh. Like, except for, like, like there's, like, a in, in the town, there's, like, a dump. And when you go to that dump, it would just be, like, seal, like, teeth and, like, flipper parts. And that was, like, oh. it. Everything else they assumed they ate. And, and, I, and the majestic eagle dumpster diving? <laughs> I have seen that so many times. I have seen so many bald eagles majestically hop out of a dumpster covered in garbage. <laughs> I feel like that really personifies America so well. <laughs> okay, so this... You just made me think of something from the Doughboys podcast. Mm -hmm. If there were human meat uh, Mm. that was available to eat, would you try it? Oh, man. No. Probably not. Do not resuscitate donated to the restaurant? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like if someone died of natural causes and donated their body to some weirdo chef. Like some pop-up cannibal restaurant? (laughs) Yeah, I would like to think that I would like, like, I feel like I'm pretty open minded, but I, I don't think I could do it. Apparently uh-huh. no one here could do it. So that's good. Yeah, I have heard one time that some scientists in like the like Siberian steppes or somewhere like found a frozen mammoth and like carved part of that off and ate it. I would do that. I would eat that. I would eat a mammoth. I think I could handle that. But once you start getting to the innards, I'm not big on that. When I was a kid, liver was one of my favorite foods. And I don't know why, probably because it was just weird and gross. Now, you know, you taste other things, you think, "Eh, I don't really need to eat that. Yeah, Americans really are big on organ meat, it turns out. (laughs) Not like like England or like England or, you know, places like that. They're they're more into eating organs, I think, than we are. (laughs) I wonder, since that filters all the crap out of yourself, does that, do you think that that higher, is is their tolerance higher or their immunity higher or... Do you think there's a difference? I don't think so. I think you pretty much pulverize all that in your stomach and and dissolve it. There's definitely like more, like probably more iron in that. If there's like, if it's more of a vascular organ, I would think it probably holds more blood. So maybe there's more nutrients in it. I don't know. If anybody's eating, my apologies. (laughs) (laughs) 
So if you are, I, I want to ask, let's go around. Anybody get diarrhea from fast food? No. I have Taco Bell, not often, but often enough where it's not a problem. Yeah. Rafi? As you know, my superior stomach <laughs> would never be, be disturbed at all by something as common as Taco Bell. I know. Taco Bell is just, it's reconstituted beans and meat in quotes i I don't i don't know how that's giving anybody (laughs) diarrhea (laughs) and del taco thank god i love hearing that colonel jeff is a del taco person i know where you stand rafi but and del taco is amazing and i'm it doesn't give me if it did maybe that would help because then maybe i wouldn't go as often as i do has everyone had del taco and taco bell here yes yeah, I, I have it. It's been a while, but I've definitely had them both. So, and Nagels also. Oh, Remember that? Yes. Nagels? Yeah. That's Nagels, where yeah. I grew up yeah. eating that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so which one would you prefer if you had to? Nagels. Yeah, I'd probably go. I mean, I remember getting like like a case of soft tacos from, from Nagels. That was actually pretty good. I'm, I'm sure they're probably pretty garbage now, but um, I liked them as a kid. I think that the. The bean burrito at Del Taco is pretty darn close to what I remember eating at Noggles. And I heard that Noggles was coming back, but I haven't seen them anywhere. Oh, man. I heard the same thing, too, but then also, you know, didn't show up. So <laughs> I also like uh, Colonel Jeff's genius uh, life hack with his Fiesta pack. <laughs> it is like probably seven ninety nine or eight ninety nine. I used to get that for the kids on Tuesday nights because we would have to eat in the car going between 300 different places so i'm like we're getting the fiesta pack no one had diarrhea by the way so apparently they're not all lily white but i would never have put a taco inside of a burrito that's kind of it's genius and disgusting all at once i think i love them even more whoops that was sandy gans who i asked jeff about yes. on the patreon oh yeah yeah i'm glad that they're still friends and you know seeing as how he's innovating with these food creations i'm glad they're friends true <laughs> All right, so do not resuscitate. This guy, this whole conversation was hilarious, but I feel like if you decided to change your mind and you kind of were like procrastinating getting that, you know, removed or crossed out, that would be kind of a major, that's kind of crazy that the doctors would even stop. With all the tattoos people probably see, do you, I, I, do people normally put instructions on their body? I, I have heard of that, people doing that before. Like, uh, I've taken, like, a, it used to be, like, a, uh, an EMT a long time ago. And uh, that was definitely a thing they talked about, is DNRs and, and things like that. And I have heard of people going to the extreme of having it tattooed on their body. That's really extreme. So you were an EMT, like David Lee Roth? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I thought for a hot minute that I wanted to be, like, a firefighter. So I became, like, an EMT and um, realized that, like, that's a really hard job, man. Like... <laughs> There's a lot of bad stuff. Yep. It's, it's pretty tough. Like, it would be a hard thing to do constantly. Like, if if anyone out there is, like, a paramedic or EMT, like, God, man, that is a, that is a rough job. I did Seriously. it for, like, a, about a month, and it was, <laughs> I, oh, I, I had enough. I'll, I'll stick to firefighting. <laughs> Doing all of that stuff is above and beyond, really. I think they talked about, was it on this show or a different show? They are talking about the nurses, and I feel like, the nurses and firefighters and EMTs don't get their due. I just feel like they do really do the Lord's work all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I did have a boyfriend who tattooed slab on his chest for when he's on the slab. <laughs> so when he was 27, he was. <laughs> oh, that's not, that's not a funny joke. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jenna and Al update. 
it's been a long time. I don't know how long it's been, but their recording audio was not very good. So I wonder if they were actually on their golf cart as they recorded. But it was nice to hear from them. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like it, that community sounds like pretty crazy. Like driving around in golf carts. Like if that's like the chief mode of transportation, that seems awesome. Right. I think Allison said it just right where she said, "Yeah, you had to move to Georgia." But at least there's all this other cool, whatever. I forgot how she said it, but it was just like, but you're living in Georgia. And it sounds like they're actually really enjoying it. And there's a lot of cool things there that, you know, when you're sheltered in, in California, you don't really know that there's other, you know, world out there <laughs> that could be cool too. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And I'm curious about this magic caroling truck or whatever the hell they're talking about in LA. And I think, I don't know if Ray was talking about going to it or knowing about it on Twitter or on Facebook. Don, have you heard of this? No, I truck? haven't. Okay, I'm no. going to look this up. This needs to be something that I never go to because it's an hour away and I'm like, eh. <laughs> I'm a lazy <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so they talked about the multiverse and the black holes and all the dimensions. And I like it. I just love when they start talking about these things and they just start going off and sort of, they were all riffing off of each other instead of just two people going off. And it was really a fun conversation. Yeah. That, of course, turned into the front butt in the poo canteen. But, <laughs> but you know, I think... I love hearing more about time travel and I like hearing about the Mandela effect. And I know they said that that's bullshit, but there are some things that are pretty crazy and maybe it's just a coincidence, but I think this played right into David Huntsberger's show. You know, all the stuff that he talks about on the space cave. Uh, Jeff said, or they were talking about how, like, how come there's always like when it's like a different universe, it's like, like some big weird difference. And it reminded me of the Simpsons, uh, I think it was a Treehouse of Horror, where Homer has, like, some kind of transporter, and he, like, keeps, like, going to these, like, different dimensions until, like, his life is, like, perfect. And then he, like, he's, like, living in, a like, a big house or something, and then he says to Marge, could you hand me a donut? And she goes, what's a donut? And then he's, like, starts screaming, and he, like, jumps back in the transporter, and then donuts rain from the sky, and she goes, oh, it's raining again. <laughs> I remember that one. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that is how I think it would be. It's it's sort of like uh, some of the one of the Black Mirror. Actually, a lot of the Black Mirror episodes where it's just it's the same, but it's different. And I think that's more realistic than you know when you see these futuristic movies where you're like, okay, this is like Blade Runner, which is a great movie, but then you see that it's clearly made in the eighties. <laughs> you know, it's like 80s future. Still For sure. Movie. I mean, yeah, it's a great movie. It's a dystopian future. Yep. Sorry. My mind's going. I'm like, do I talk about the Sorry. front butt? Do I care? I know Raphael's into big butts. And I, <laughs> we've always talked about, or I've always said that I just always see them as there must be big giant poops coming out of them. That's what I see when I see a big butt. I think big poop. And I think that's what Ali said. It was a poo canteen for, for a big butt. <laughs> like, <laughs> Or maybe just butts in general. <laughs> But I always figured it was like I always figured it was like for like like Daniel said like a cushioning, but also it's an area that houses fat. So like when you're falling on hard times and it's hard to find food, you have like a reserve to live <laughs> off of. But I could be wrong. I mean, that's a, that's that's my theory. That's my butt. That's theory. not bad. Like our like we're camels or something. We're just storing kind our, of our reserves yeah. back there, huh? Like butt butt camels, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Allison was talking about cleavage being a front butt, but. But I remember I shared this story a long time ago, but when my kids were little, I can't stop saying but, uh, when my kids were little, I think four and three or something like that, 
And my son said, why does she have a front butt? Why does she have two butts? <laughs> because, you know, we were taking baths together. And she, he was just curious about why she, oh, she yeah. was different. And her name is Ruby. So we started calling her Ruby Two Butts. And then it turned into Tubi Ruby Butts. <laughs> so she still gets called Tubi, but I don't think she realizes why. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Old Ruby Two Butts. <laughs> oh, God. That'll be the conversation we have when she has brings her first boyfriend over. <laughs> oh, we used to right. be two butts. Although we probably shouldn't. But uh, okay, this is a good dude question. I'm just gonna say dude again. Apparently, wire splicing. Do you just know how to do it? Let's go around, Paul. Have you do? You um, I I learned it, okay. but yeah, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, Rafi. I came out of the womb, uh, <laughs> twist tying <laughs> wires together. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know. Okay. Uh, Don? Absolutely. Okay. I don't think, I, well, I don't think I've actually spliced any wire, but I am very familiar with wire nuts, and I've also installed can lighting, so maybe, I don't think I've spliced any wire, though. No. And honestly, I don't know if I could do the makeup right now, if you just asked me to, but I have done it. But I did like the, how Allison was so blown away by it all, like, how do you guys just you're just born into like this knowledge of boy stuff well i think I mean, if you start taking stuff apart mm, as a kid yes then you know that's where i learned a lot of it that's where i learned about too like my dad was a like um like work construction lot and would sometimes like bring home things like a like i remember one time he somehow happened upon like a water heater and like a dishwasher and i just like took them apart mm. <laughs> for some reason just to figure out how they worked yeah um, yeah. Yeah, and just sort of like yeah, you just kind of figure out like oh, that, that's how this thing heats up water and distributes through your house. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. I I wish that I would have done. That. I remember my brother taking stuff apart where I was like, oh, why the fuck is he taking that phone apart? <laughs> or why is he taking that remote control apart? Or whatever he's doing, it was just like I guess that's just in nature for males to just be like, I need to know how this works. So I need to figure this out. Girls are just like, does it work or does it not? Because fuck this thing. <laughs> Can somebody fix this for me? <laughs> so I think it's sort of ironic that they were talking about frog gigging on this episode, considering it came up on this show. And I believe it was you, Paul, that sent me your your idea for what music should be going along with frog gigging. Oh, was it? What did I? <laughs> it was ska music. Oh, that might have been me. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> frog gigging music. Yes, I I've. Never gone frogging, but I have. Like, I remember being at uh, a guy's house and being like, "Why do you have a trident?" Just <laughs> 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 like that's a frog game. Like, I was like, "What do you do with it?" And he's like, "This is how you get." I'm like, "Why would I want to stab a frog?" <laughs> like, <laughs> it's funny because a lot of things happen in my household where I just think whatever, and then when I'm on the show and I just say, "Oh yeah, you know, my husband is out camping and he's gonna be." killing frogs, I guess, to try and live off the land. And Rafi's like, hold on a second. What the fuck are you talking about? And then I'm like, oh yeah, just he's gigging. Like, I, hopefully he'll find some so he doesn't starve. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Did, did I hear it right when they were talking about, well, how does a frog gig work? And then David was saying that, yeah, well, maybe it grabs him around the middle. And I'm thinking, no, it just nope. drives it straight through. Yes. It's not a pretty thing. It's not like a, let's just no. give this little hug. No, the, the, the frog doesn't doesn't walk away from it. No, no it doesn't wiggle out or anything. Or, no, no. They should call it frog impaling, is what they should call it. Pretty much, yes. Frog spearing, basically. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's see. Rafi, no, we talked about do it fart. <laughs> yes. Do you want to talk about what do it did fart? I do? <laughs> Rookie mistakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, this has been pretty good so far. We're only at an hour ten. This is like amazing. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Usually, I'm like. Shit, we haven't even talked, you know, we're halfway through Thursday and I'm like rambling <laughs> on about frog fucking gigging. Okay. Did you want to talk about that, Paul? <laughs> the do it fart? <laughs> do it fart. <laughs> David Huntsberger is like, him and both Wendy Mullen are like some of my favorite people on the show. But like, I'm so fascinated with people's ability to improvise comedy. It's like something I, I don't think I could ever do in my life. So when people can do it really well, it's, I'm amazed by it. And like, the whole do it fart, like, that was great. I thought it was pretty amazing. Yeah, the whole improv thing <laughs> blows me away that people can think that quickly. It's almost too quick. It's, like, ahead of anything p- people are even thinking about. Like, how do you come up with this and then go with it? And it's hilarious. It's not – if I tried to improv, it would just be <laughs> so bad. It's it's horrible. I freeze and I feel like I'm going to throw up and have diarrhea all at once. Like, no, I can't do improv, but – He's just amazing. He really can do anything. I don't understand. Like, I want him back on a Patreon episode because I want to ask more questions. Like, how do you know how to do everything and you've done everything in your life? Yeah, I, I think, like, it's probably learning to improvise is just probably so many hours of hard work and being, like, many years of being absolutely horrible at imp- improvisation before you actually start to be able to do it. I don't know. I think it's it seems so tough. <laughs> It really does. I don't I don't understand that brain, like how it works. Sorry, I can't stop burping. <laughs> Thanks to Bruce by Don. All right. Is it holding up? <laughs> it is. It's delicious. Oh, good. I've almost finished uh, the good. whole thing. Some of them do not hold up. I made a um, an IPA while back that I drank like a month later and it was like done. Like there was no more. <laughs> the hops were gone. <laughs> yeah, I I had that happen with a porter not that long ago, but the the stouts have held up. I have a I made an imperial stout about six months ago, and it's yeah. just now getting to the point where it's tasting pretty good. Ah, still a little bit like robot blood there for a couple months, but now <laughs> oh, it's geez. starting to get better. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds delicious. So I'll give you my address after the show. <laughs> uh, anything else before we go on to JMOs? Um. I feel like there was something, but I can't remember, so continue, but I may abruptly interrupt you. Okay, please do. I just need to know that you're, you know, awake. <laughs> Not that oh, you've been talking, so now it sounds like I'm totally shitty, sorry. No. Yeah, why don't I just insult everybody? That's cool. You have the right to insult me on that. Okay, just on that. Got it. Okay. So... Don, did you pick a JMO oh, that you liked? Sorry, oh. I remember. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Did you just get gigged? So, <laughs> so uh, David Huntsberger, after the JMO song, he goes skidoop boop. Yep. And someone sent a JMO about that. I think. I guess I could have waited for my turn. Uh, I didn't pick a JMO, so this will be my turn. Sorry, Don. Um, That's right. And. I was, this is not just the showing because I've been doing this for years, but I don't say skidoop scoop. I go boom boom because I feel like that's the, it's like they're phantom notes at the end of this song. And that's the, like, that's the cadence of them. So I feel like phantom notes is what I'm going with. <laughs> I feel like Trap Dog wrote this song and these are just like phantom notes that he deleted and we just hear them in our head. And maybe maybe it is just me and this other guy. 
Do you guys than, do than that? David Huntsberger. I need to now listen to it and because I probably I think you might be right. I think I do an extra shimmy at the end. <laughs> oh, we like, all know about your boob shimmy. Oh my god! Right. Did I do that at Podfest? You've mentioned it a few I, times. Okay. I don't. You know what? I don't know. I don't think I did. I know. I remember talking about. God, I remember, and this has not come up yet, so I don't know why I'm bringing it up. But my coffee table book idea. Do you remember? That? Is it a coffee table book about <laughs> coffee tables? Yes, that's. We'll go with that. That's genius. <laughs> Let's just pretend like that's what it is. I'm, Kramer and I, I don't know who had it first, but maybe it was me. Don, did you pick a JMO? I, I actually didn't remember it. I didn't. The cleaning out of the refrigerator was part of the JMOs, so I don't know if oh, you yeah. remember the exact wording. Oh, yeah. You know what? It was the one that I picked, so it was perfect. Um, Alexa Jennings, when I get home from the grocery store, I take a bite of everything before putting it away. Oh, and, that's what triggered it. Okay. Yes. And I have to say this person's insane because I think I'm more like probably like Daniel and everybody else where I get a bunch of stuff and I forget it's in there. But usually I have things on my list where I'm like, I'm going to be making this meal and this right. one. And so I already, it's going to be, but then there's a lot of stuff that wasn't on my list that I forget that I have. But taking a bite of every little thing sounds like an insane person. Unless you guys do that. Yeah. yeah unless they're like, creating a little buffet, you know, <laughs> little plate for with a bit of everything on it to taste. Yeah, like yes. so, but like literally everything they buy, like they're opening every bag of chips and like raw, raw meat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't comprehend it. Like no, even the people that say I'll. There was somebody that sent in a JMO a couple years ago that said they always will get like chips and salsa or something, and they'll have that out while they're putting their groceries away. So they'll get like a snack for when they're putting groceries away. And I think, wow, what a fun life you science. you have. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Put some music on, have a beer, I'm putting some groceries away. But me, I'm all business. I'm like, I'm getting it all in there. I want it all nice. How? Why did this one speak to you, Don? Uh, when Ali was talking about cleaning the refrigerator out, you know, wiping it down before things get put away, and I tend to do that. So it uh, spoke to me. Or her comments on the JMO spoke to me. And that's, I used to do that also. I think that started when I was a nanny. I worked for this lady that she had me do that. So I would go do the grocery shopping, but she would have me clean it out first before I put everything away. And I kind of got into the habit of doing that. And I, it, I really like that feeling, but now I feel like I'm so rushed all the time and everything is just like, just shove it in. Like I want everything organized and perfect. If I lived alone, like Allie Ward, I would have like a spick and span house. Everything would be orderly. The fridge would get cleaned up before I put my new stuff in there. But now I'm just like, Okay, it's in, and the door closes. Yay. <laughs> like, all, all I do is, like, give a cursory glance to make sure nothing's gone bad. And then, like, wipe the place where the milk goes, because all my kids are, like, pouring cereal and, like, putting, like, milk, like, back in the refrigerator that runs down. Yeah, that's all I do. <laughs> Such a glamorous life we lead. So, while you were talking, your voice was breaking a little bit, but I heard what you said, but you, I don't know if anyone else heard it, but your voice, like, one word extended for, like, a long time, so I'm hoping the recording picked it up, because it was really cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I still heard everything you said, it was just like, whoa, it was like, that, I think it's that robot porter you were drinking, you turned into a robot. It might have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, did you pick a JMO? Yeah, actually, um, Lee Brun said, even when I see it spelled out uh, in the store, feta cheese always sounds like fetid cheese. Rob Hubel was wrong. I also hear fetid cheese every time oh. I hear feta cheese. I remember 
being young and knowing the word fetid, I think maybe from like a vocabulary test or something like that, and someone talking about feta cheese and thinking like, is that what they're referring to when they're talking about like really stinky cheese? You know, like I guess it must be fetid cheese is a style of cheese, <laughs> not feta cheese. That's it took really a while funny. to figure that out. <laughs> I I definitely don't see it that way, but I I think if I probably would have heard it first and fetid was a word that I had known at the time, I probably would have connected those. But that's really funny. The Lyft driver one, I didn't, oh, I didn't write who uh, sent it in, but they were talking about if they don't play music or talk that they think that their person's a weirdo. And I'm somewhere in the middle of everybody else's saying, I don't want anybody to talk to me. And where they were saying, I'm happy when they don't talk to me. That's so much better. But I want a little bit of small talk, but I don't want so much where... This this one guy on the way to the airport was like telling me this business I need to get into and how to make money on the internet. And I'm like, okay, I can I I don't <laughs> I didn't solicit this. I just want the niceties are fine. Have a nice day, great. Stay alive while we get there, and that's fine. Don't get into an accident. But then there's the guys that are just militant and they're like David Putty and they just stare straight ahead and there's like, okay, or is anybody there? <laughs> so somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I would like to be in the, in the middle, too, somewhere. A guy's kind of telling me, like, about the city that we're driving in versus not, you know, giving me every conspiracy theory he's heard recently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? sounds like, like when Jordan Morris is on, he always has some story. It sounds like he takes uh, Ubers and Lyfts a lot. And the stories must be, I mean, if you're in L.A., every single car you see has one of those stickers on it. There Hardly anybody drives sure. themselves anywhere. And I think he even said that because he drives a Prius, he's had a few people try and get into his car. I think Hashtag Al may have said that as well. But the whole uh, Allie Ward hugging her driver is so cute and endearing, but also like, how close did you get to these people? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sounded scary. Yes. But it's, I, I guess it turned out to just be a couple of women drivers, yeah. which makes more sense. So right. I was like, okay, that's fine. And helping with luggage or something like that. I think that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I feel like if I was getting, and I have, you know, I'll take um, an Uber to the, to the airport by myself to get on a plane. And I don't have that person to just give me the send off. It probably would have been nice to have someone <laughs> give me a hug. Oh, hey, you there. Come over and give me a hug. <laughs> I definitely love to hug, and but I hate those people that are like, I'm a hugger, and they're like on top of you. You're not giving me an option. Just announcing that you're a hugger doesn't mean I am, even though I am, obviously. But I know I shared the story about hugging my house painter on here when it was the JMO Patrol, when I accidentally hugged him. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, well, I every time he came over after that, I was like, I need to keep a safe distance because I don't want him to think like we're hugging every time. <laughs> So on the topic of hugging, turns out Daniel's a hugger, and he always comes over and shakes my hand, which I don't know why, but I appreciate it and I like it. I think at Sketchfest, if he's there, which, oh, he, he's going to be there, I think. I'm going to hug Daniel. Do it. Okay. I'm going to ask for Sketchfest. Number one, we all need to hug. Let's do that. Number two, we need to have a group photo because we forgot last time. Yeah. And in this photo, we need to be doing the quants method. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. And so you're going to ask him first before you hug him? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll ask. And then whether or not he says yes or no, I'm just going to hug him. <laughs> <laughs> you're all, you like hugs. <laughs> just hug him. You know, uh, I, I know Allison's not a really big 
I, maybe she thinks she is, but you know, everyone's commented on her hugs not being very, they're not a hundred percent of a hug. And I always yeah, thought, I well, gonna... maybe it's cause I'm a creep, but. I... <laughs> well, I was going to say I've hugged Jenna and Allison and Allison is not the best hugger. I don't remember the Jenna hug. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think she's as much of a hugger as she, she thinks. No. Does she do like the dude hug where she like pulls you and puts one arm on your back and like slaps your back? It's it's <laughs> it's more like she keeps her distance yes. and you're kind of being hugged. Yes. And you might it's have like, a smell like to you. <laughs> you speak a little bit and I'm and I'm she doesn't commit a hundred percent to the hug. I honestly thought it was me because when I met her it was backstage at, at, at midnight and we're in her dressing room and I know they're trying to get out of there. And Megan's like taking all of her free fruit and cookies and stuff. And it was just like this whole like craziness for a minute, you know, and giving her a hug. It was, she just seemed like, okay, but I didn't realize that she didn't know this until Greg pointed it out to, was it Greg Keller? And I know it sounded like I said Keller, but I said Heller. (laughs) I just had a little phlegm. I don't remember who brought this up. Somebody called her out on her half hugs and she was kind of surprised by it. And I thought, okay. I'm not a creep. Few. I'm sometimes a little cautious. I'm a I'm a big guy. I'm like six and a half feet tall. I'm like 230 pounds. So I feel like I'm intimidating sometimes to people. So like I'm pretty cautious about going in for a hug. <laughs> I find there are a lot of guys I could tell they're very cautious about hugging because you know the front butt, <laughs> the top <laughs> front butt. Like my especially like I mean my husband's six three. Obviously, he he doesn't mind hugging me like that. But I notice when he hugs mm. women, the way he hugs them, and then his dad is six five, and the way he hugs me mm. is very like it's like a side tilt, <laughs> kind of like I'm gonna <laughs> be a little teapot and just kind of bend down and like sideways hug you. But so I don't know if you're worried about that or it's just because you're tall, six and a half feet. I'm, I'm big. Jesus just like Christ. yeah, I feel like it's it's frightening. Like. <laughs> Lord. Okay, and that's the other thing. David Huntsberger, Raphael, you've met him. Do you remember him being that tall? I don't. 61. No, he's he's not I that. Mean, not that tall, but I he's, him being a little bit like my height, <laughs> like 5'8". Um, I, I do have a picture with him, but I didn't tweet it out because I was wearing a hat all day, and then I took the hat off for the picture, which was a mistake, and my hair looks just fucked up. But uh, vanity <laughs> Did you see aside, the picture I posted of me and him? I don't know if I've seen that picture. Uh, I was all out of focus, and it was the only picture I had of me and him and Jordan and Jeff together, and it was me all out of focus and, like, making a weird face. I'm like, well, this is the one picture I have. Fuck it. <laughs> he, so I'm looking at the picture right now, and he does not look, like, crazy tall. He's, like, barely taller than me. Not barely. He's, you know, he's taller than me, but it's not like, oh, my God, he's tall. But then again, Allison is pretty short. See, I don't see that either. I guess maybe she is. Oh, yeah. I guess. Uh, I don't know. Well, and he being six one, that's not super tall. But in my mind, he's like he and Jordan are, are similar height. Yeah. And I think it's because when we see Allison, she's like in her show gear. So she's like wearing boots. But when he sees her, she's probably like, you know, wearing fucking slippers or something. <laughs> True. He's a weird person. Every picture I see of him, he looks like a different, weird in a good way. But, like, he's just a strange dude. And, by the way, uh, Megan, shout out to you, but 
I think David Huntsberger, The Junk Show, is going to be coming this weekend if you want to go. Do you guys have anything else before we wrap this shit up? One last quick little thing since you just mentioned it. I think the last three, the three times that Allie and Dave have been on together, she's used the same artwork for the iTunes picture, which bugs me. I caught that. Yeah, she did. I for sure knew because it's the picture that you cropped out and sent to me of Colonel Colonel Jeff. Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) I only remember this being the second time they use it, but yeah, that's a little cheap. Yeah, I want new pictures, but who knows? Maybe people are in a hurry, or maybe she just doesn't want to go through the trouble. I understand. But maybe it was still. sweatpants o'clock, and she's like, fuck it. <laughs> okay. Don, anything else? Not for me. Paul? I think I'm good. All right. Well, this has been super fun. Support Allison, allisonrosen.com. This is the time of year to buy like all kinds of cool presents and support her show at the same time. The next live stream on Patreon, she's said she's going to do a tour of her home. I find that intriguing and exciting. So if you're not a Patreon subscriber, I'd say this is the time to go because you want to, because you know all you creeps want to see inside her house. Well, except for Rafi because he's fucking been there. You know, even though I've been there, I didn't get the tour. All I know is her living room and dining room studios. Oh, that's all. The highlights. Yeah. You didn't have number three in her restroom? (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) If you want to be on this show, email bfancast at gmail.com. We've got all kinds of new people coming on the show this month. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you were here, Paul and Don. It's just like all these new people that have been coming. Can I say like some more, please? Good Lord. All these new people that have been hitting me up to be on this month is just overwhelming. I'm so excited. So this has been really cool. Follow the show on Twitter at BFFancast. Follow me at JMOs and BFFs. Lil Rafi, where can we find you? At RMC Guitars on Twitter. So not at RM Guitars? And not RMC Guitars 1. Okay. Did you ever hear from RM Guitars? No. (laughs) (laughs) That whole thread, I thought, oh my God. I don't know if he's just like, who the fuck are these people? Or if he's just not on Twitter or what? They probably just, they were like, who are these strangers? Obviously, it's a mistake. And just muted everyone that was attached. Uh, and that's that would why be smart. Uh, See, I never think about that. Paul, where can we find you? Um, I'm at uh, Paul E 1138 on Twitter. And soon to be on Facebook. Uh, yeah, probably. Fancast group. <laughs> uh, Don, where can we find you? Bruised by Don. As on if Twitter. We didn't, as if we didn't know. Thank you guys so much for being on. Thank you. Hopefully, your cherry oh my god your cherry's been popped really that's what you're gonna say (laughs) nice you know what now that you've done it once hopefully he'll come back (laughs) Brittany, i love you thank you and good night